0: Welcome to episode 166. Screens are everywhere. In our pockets, in our hands, in every room of the house. Well, basically in every room of everywhere. And coupling that with companies that employ loads of psychologists to help them design games, movies, cartoons, and social media apps that purposefully and strategically hijack the addiction pathways in our brain. With all of that combined, then we have a world of, well, basically angry zombies And kids are the most susceptible to this. And the direction that screen addiction is taking the globe is really quite scary. However, if you'd like to reduce the screen time of your children in a way that means you're not damaging your relationship with them and in fact doing the opposite, improving and strengthening the relationship with them and you don't want to be forever tearing your hair out or screaming the house down or feeling like a failure as a parent, then today's episode about My Screen Coach is quite literally going to revolutionize your life, your family and your home. So, let's get into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up my healthy friends? Here we are back on the podcast airways for another spectacular interview episode of the show. In 2022, it's my mission to coach 300 people to get control of their emotional eating so they can lose weight and actually keep it off without counting calories or eating rabbit food. Now, this conversation today is going to be pertinent for almost everyone, whether you're a parent or not, because we're talking about screen addiction, which has recently become an actual diagnosable illness A modern-day addition to the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders that psychologists and psychiatrists use. How mind-blowing is that? Screen addiction's in there. Fortunately, there are people out there like today's guest doing some amazing work to get control of that addiction. So we don't get permanently sucked into the actual matrix, otherwise known as the terrifying metaverse in the modern day, and once sucked in, just told what to believe and how to act and who to follow and this type of thing. It's actually quite terrifying if you think about where it's going. But lucky, that's why we've got this guy coming to you today to save you from all of that. So, I'd like you to meet Gary Borum, who is the founder of Screen Coach. Now, the idea of Screen Coach is to take the nagging and hard work out of parenting (laughs) whilst teaching kids how to self-manage their screen time, which given how addicted you yourself might be, imagining your kid managing their own screen time might sound like a bit of a unicorn scenario. Gary stumbled into the idea at a barbecue where he heard the all too familiar sounds of parents complaining about their children and screen time, which led to the group that night envisioning a product to help solve this problem. Since then, ScreenCoach has been built in partnership with his friend, Peter Caceres, and with support from psychologists, educators, parents, and even children themselves. It helps kids to be more active, help out more around the home, which fundamentally leads to restoration of family harmony. Gary has a background working across the globe, creating adult behavioral change programs for large organizations through e-learning, training programs, and communication strategies, which obviously came in super handy when building ScreenCoach. Not only is he heading up the development of this amazing new tool for parents and families, but Gary himself is a husband and father of two amazing daughters. They live on the Sunshine Coast here in Australia, and they love spending time on the beach, surfing, and in nippers, and have recently found a new hobby, skateboarding, which is obviously super dangerous for old people. <laughs> Clearly, Gary is a cool dad. Take note, fellas. And so, without further ado, welcome to the show, mate. How are you doing? Hey, Matty. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You are very welcome. And your first podcast. I'm excited that I'm your first.
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm new,
0: but so go easy. <laughs> I'll take it easy. I'll take it easy. So I guess we should start with why. Like screens and technology have come into our life at such a blistering rate. And really made the world such a small place in many ways, so we can be connected with people all over the world, even some people we may have tried to move physically away from. (laughs) And now we're at the point where we are trying to reduce the time that we're engaging with this technology that connects us all. So, why do we need to reduce our engagement with screens and technology like that?
1: Well, I think that pendulum of, of technology has gone to a certain point, and 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 my sense, and when you start seeing what's happening in, with with parents and kids and families, uh, that pendulum's starting to come back a, a certain way, and that's that's really where we see ourselves with ScreenCoach. And, and you know, it, in many ways, we love technology at ScreenCoach. You know, we we you know, technology's great. It's for for me as a parent. It, it helps educate my kids. It helps entertain my kids. You know, I'm, I'm sometimes just an electronic babysitter. Uh, you know, it, it, it has a range of features for for families. But like you said, you know, there's there's this, a certain way in which it's sort of just taken over our mm-hmm. lives, and just needs to come back a little. Totally. And that's where we see ourselves.
0: Yeah, and let's get into that. Let's get into that. Why? What is going on with kids and families that is causing this deconstruction of the family unit or destroying the bonds that keep these families together? Why is that happening with technology and screens?
1: Yeah, well, the, 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 the reality is that you know, we, 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 we love getting our instant dopamine hits and, uh, and you know, so, so the, one of the great things about, about technology is we can get that very quickly, whether it be a little quick TikTok video, uh, you know, a YouTube or something like that. It's very easy to get that sort of that fix that we all like so much. And, you know, I know I've been seeing some of your podcasts, you know, you know yes, you get those dopamine hits from a nice long run or going for a surf or skateboarding with my daughter, which I do as well. But, man, it takes a whole lot of effort you know with screens you can get it instantaneously <laughs> and that's that's the thing that really I suppose uh, makes it an easier go-to versus some of those other other um uh, elements that we like in our life as well and so that's where it starts to take over because it's quite it's a lot easier to grab your phone or grab an iPad and and, and watch something that makes you smile and laugh for 10 seconds than it is perhaps to get all the family together in a car and down to the beach <laughs> um so that's one one of the reasons and we're not. I'm not a, 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 an expert per se, but you know, just if you start looking at some of the data that's been coming through, and recently the Australian Institute of Family Studies starts to show that you know just a little bit's okay. It just gets when it gets too much, and it starts to take over, and that's the nature of mild addiction. You know, it's where you where you go for something as and and, and lock yourself away from other activities because of your desire.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and it's interesting too because. The more you do something, the more you then need to fulfill that level or that new level or that tolerance or that addiction. And I think addiction can be really well described as a perpetual narrowing of the things that bring you pleasure. And I think that frames it quite well because we're at a point now where social media, you know, and not this not counting food in this conversation and all of the other sources, but social media alone is designed to give Mm. you a dopamine hit like every two seconds, literally for the entire day. And you get stuck on this merry-go-round of unfulfilling yet cheap dopamine hits and it's like, where's the next one coming from? Because that one wasn't enough and that one wasn't enough. And then you sort of come to and realize, oh, shit, I've been sitting in my car on Instagram for two and a half hours.
1: <laughs> right. And those, they're experts. You know, remember these organizations that are building these products, um, you know, they're, they're looking to be, make their product more stickier than the next. And you know, then you know, in the early days, yes, it was a couple of tech heads, you know, coding, coding products. But no, now it's a team of psychologists. Uh, it's a team of people that they currently use a lot of people who um, make gaming machines, and you know, we know the addictive nature of those in our society, and they start bringing those sorts of elements in, into into our kids' products, and. And that's that's the piece, you know. Some great, uh, there's a Netflix series out there talking about that social dilemma and that the impact of that, and it gets you. You know, I I, I I sometimes say, right, I'm taking myself away from screens for for the next couple of hours, and then I just oh, just wonder, I wonder, I wonder if Matty sent me that message, you know, and off <laughs> we ago. So you know, it's it's a it, there's something that needs to, you know, there's a piece that needs to be looked at there as well, and. You know, we, we at Screen Coach, we're not here to solve the world's problems, but we feel like we've got a, like you said, and I really love the introduction there. Thank you, Maddie, But we feel like we've got something that's going to help bring that gap closer.
0: Yeah, let's talk about the gap. What is the gap currently and how does Screen Coach bridge that? Yeah, okay. So one of the first things we, we did is we did
1: focus groups with parents and kids to find out what the real problem was. And when we started peeling back the layers of, of the frustration, because it all starts with, screens are annoying me, you know, the kids are watching them too many times, they're not listening to me or doing what I asked them to do. And so we start hearing that, but then we had to start peeling back the layers. And from our focus groups, we found two sort of key key problems. One, you use the word before, the device merry-go-round. You know, they get off the Xbox, they pick up the tablet, get off the tablet, they pick up the phone, it just goes around and around. And parents feel sort of defeated. And then the next problem, this is the one that really intrigued us the most, is screens aren't actually the problem. It's actually that groundhog day of life in in a family dynamic that really builds up and culminates in get off that iPad and do what I asked you to do 15 minutes ago.
0: Yep.
1: So it's that groundhog day of whose shoes are these? Whose turn is empty the dishwasher? You know, have you un- have you done your piano practice or you know, got ready for your, your school recital? And it goes on and on. And and that's that sort of culminates in that pressure. So that was some of the elements. And then we aim to interview kids and You know, that was a really fascinating thing. You know, kids don't actually enjoy the tension they cause in the family by making their parents be the screen time police. But because it's so high on their values, uh, you know, it's it's sort of a necessary evil to have that argument to get what they want or or, or ignore or hide or get under the covers. Um, and, And so they really don't like that. But they also hate the fact that they have no voice or no agency in that conversation as well. They're just told what to do. And that's in their whole life. You know, it's teachers at school, parents, you know, so they don't have any voice and that's, that's how, how we came together with Screen Coach. Now really we are, we're a system where kids can earn their screen time from the chores, tasks and movement that they do um, and, and then that time is accumulated and, and once, that, once they've expended that, 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 that credit that they've earned, the devices are blocked or restricted and if they want more, 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 more time or more access, they just need to do, go and make different choices and it's that choice making that starts to change things. Right. You know, in many ways... Where are a rewards and a behavior program that just uses screen time to affect the outcome.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. And I guess does that move it from an authoritarian or totalitarian dynamic within the household to more of a libertarian or negotiable win-win kind of dynamic?
1: Oh, it's perfect. That's exactly right. Right now the, the dynamic in a family is us versus them when it comes to screens. And with Screen Coach, we just, we just change the conversation when we work with things together. Um, and, you know, we 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 one of the secret we we were really lucky last year. The government gave us three hundred and thirty thousand dollars to run our alpha trials and, and create our minimum viable product technology term. Um, so we ran those trials, and what we really found the secret source for ScreenCoach is it's run by the kids. You see, we we've actually used some of that gaming culture that kids love so much and incorporated it into ScreenCoach. Um and so right now we're in our beta trials and we go live in, in, in start of twenty twenty two. But you know, it's really that that's the piece that we love. We've got these little funny things in there. Um one of them's our instant time tasks. So these are tasks that you say to your kid, look, I trust you. If you say you've done that task, if you agree that you've done it, I'm not gonna check it, you'll get that credit straight away. The more of those you have in the system, the more trust you're giving to your children. But also because it's an easy get, kids and that dopamine hit, they start looking for them first off. So in my house, for example, the dishwasher. My daughter says she's done the dishwasher. She gets that credit straight away. It also doubles down if she does it without me having to remind her. Right. So now I get told at night, Dad, don't empty the dishwasher in the morning. I'm going to get it. I'm like, okay, okay, you, you've got the dishwasher. I get it. She mm-hmm. does it. Um, so that's using that gaming culture they like so much, extra bonuses and things. Mm-hmm. The other one's um, a, a, a time bomb task. The tasks have to be done by a certain time or the opportunity is lost. So um, at eight o'clock, so only just moments ago, um, if the school bags are packed and ready to go by, by seven forty-five, uh they, they get that they, they get that that time instantly. And if they don't get and if they do without me reminding it, they get double time. Um, so you know, it's just make, gets kids to it's just, it's it's a bit gamified and it just gives them some interest and they also get something from it. They get screen time and we also have incorporated pocket money as well. Those two really high drivers for kids as well. So these are some of the little fun things we do.
0: Oh, this is amazing. I think this is going to be transformative. And I think, as you said, and I might go down a bit of a rabbit hole here, I can feel it coming on. (laughs) But people are surrounded by people telling them what to do. And arguably, school is designed to beat out of kids, their capacity for creative thinking and their ability to critically think for themselves, you know, without being told what to think. And school's do that through a repetitive, mind-numbing approach to learning, which we know was put in place hundreds of years ago to supply the Industrial Revolution with a compliant and obedient labor force. And say you finish, what, like year 12, uh, go to uni. These days with academic inflation, we have a large number of people getting around society uh, or, you know, that work jobs like working at McDonald's that have spent at least 15 years of their their most impressionable years of their life, and at that stage, it's almost all of their lives, being basically told what to do, how to think, and what's right and what's wrong with no space for genuine inspiration and exploration of the way children and young adults experience and conceptualize their lived experience. And this is very relevant to Victorians and Australians right now, you end up with a government that is very easily able to tell people how to behave or tell them what is true and the extreme vast majority don't even ask a single question, they just do as they're told. ...as they were raised and conditioned to do so, which if you go down the rabbit hole, you end up in like Nazi Germany or Soviet Russia or North Korea. So I think what you're creating has such a deeper impact on society by raising children. And maybe you disagree or agree, I'm not sure. But by raising children that can negotiate and defend themselves verbally and intellectually... And negotiate and trade and just I think it's amazing. Rather than being just a regurgitation robot for the information that someone in a power of a position of power programmed into them.
1: Yep, yeah, absolutely. You know, from, from our alpha trials, one of the big things that that that, um, that came up was that kids drive screen coach because the rewards are so high. And look, from our focus groups, parents want it to be low tasks. They don't want to sit there and check every task because they don't need another activity or, or, or um, task management system. You know, I'll manage, here's the task, watch them do it, then put it in the computer. That's not going to work. So, really, about 85, 75 to 85% of screen coaches run by the kids and they start sourcing things. They go, hey, mum, if I do blah, 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 yeah, do it. Just put it in screen coach. They put it in for you. They're better at technology than most parents anyhow and they love it. You know, they, Here's my task and it comes across and you say, yes, approve, and, and, and off they go, you know. So it's this thing where kids are going, hey, can I watch the car on the weekend? Like, imagine that. They're asking us, can I watch the car? You know, from the Alpha trials, it's hilarious. Some of the feedback is in some of the testimonials like, who are these kids? They're baking cakes, uh, having a shower without me asking, just all these little nagging things that you have and, i got to tell you, here's, here's the thing. When we put Screen coach in at our house, I, like I said, I live on the Sunshine Coast and it gets, it gets f- certainly fairly warm in summer. And so I'm pretty regimented about just getting your, your lunches out of your, out of your school bag and put them on the bench every, every day when you come home. And, um, and so, you know, I said, look, you know, here's how Screen coach is going to work. If you, if you um, do it, you know, you get this. But if you do it without me reminding you, you get that. And, a lot, and just do it every day. And, and my daughter said, "What Dad, why didn't you tell me earlier? And I said, you're in grade six now. I've been telling you every day. For six years now. I can't tell you the last time I've told them to get their lunches out. I literally walk in. I got shoes going into a room. I've got socks going into a laundry basket. I've got bags removed and lunches away. And I, I don't even think about that now. And that's and that's what brings that tension down. That's what really lowers that 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 piece. And that's that's at the heart of what screen coach is about. Yes, we've got technology to help manage screen time, but. You know, seeing some of the some of the topics you've had in the past, Matty, this is what we're about: is just helping families get that harmony a little bit better. I'm not saying it's bad or worse, but it can, you know, everything can always improve slightly, can't it?
0: Yeah, for sure. I think the modern day world has cultivated an extremely unnatural version of motherhood, or you know, whoever is the main parent at home. And you know, speaking to motherhood is that. It's women all over the globe are being forced to live out this really unnatural version of motherhood. And I know that simply due to the fact that I work with mothers and the issues that they have with stress and emotional eating and identity and not looking after themselves and insert all of the problems. But I normally go with nutrition when I talk about tribes, but we used to live in tribes back in the day. And these communities had uh, that, where that, and these communities had the rule that there were. Collective responsibilities for the young, irrelevant of whose vagina they came out of. All of the women used to look after the children together as one, as a community. And men and women as a group, not individuals, but as a group, had specific roles in raising children. But now we're in this world where mum is responsible for absolutely everything and Mm -hmm. she has to be everything to everyone. And the same with dads and particularly those stay-at-home dads as well. You have to be all of the things as a sole man of the village, so to speak. And then outside the four walls of the conventional home, you're alone in the world despite being physically surrounded by literally millions of other mothers and fathers that once upon a time you all did it all together, everyone chipped in and that's where, you know, the it takes a village to raise a child idea came from. Whereas now if you, the individual parent, don't manage to embody the entire village yourself, then you're a letdown mm. on some level and that that. Level of responsibility is just incredibly overwhelming.
1: Yeah, look, that's that's it, and I'm, I'm going to stop you there because I'm a Mr. Mum. So my wife is a primary income earner in our house. So I'm I'm Mr. Mum, and I and I live that life, you know, and and have done as I'm building coats as well in the background, and um and I know what it's like. It is it's taxing, you know, and then going off and you know sitting at piano and and ballet recitals and all that sort of stuff as well. And it is it's that it's so that slow sort of um you know it's that slow you know taking you up and having to do it all yourself. And hopefully, we, you know, what we find with screen is we take some of those elements down and just r- lower it down. One of the fa- fascinating feedback we got from someone, and I just love the analogy so much, but they said, Gary, your product's great because of the, the Harry Potter principle. I'm like, what's, what's the Harry Potter principle? And they said, well, you know, kids are inherently... Um, want to do well and 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 please people. And in Harry Potter's books, and why they were so successful is that if Harry did well, he got rewarded. But if he did badly, he got his ass kicked. And and, and that's um and that's what does happen with screen coach because we can talk about all the all all the, all the carrot and incentive, but there's that stick as well. And where the carrot and the stick, and it's that it's that piece that kids want. They want those boundaries. They want those guidelines. And and sometimes as parents, it's hard to set and maintain. You know, and that's that's that piece of that overwhelm that you're talking about there, Maddie. You know, like you'll sit there and say, yes, you've earned your time. You can have an hour on the screen. But three hours later, you come back and go, are you still looking at that thing? Oh, God, I've said an hour now. They've been on it for three. It's really, it's, it's really beat. It, it's tough. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's a long road to hoe being a parent.
0: So picture this, right? Unlocking your potential, conquering emotional eating and gaining insights directly from a health and nutrition expert such as myself. That's what we do inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group, which is currently free to join. To join us in the free Healthy Mums Collective and to end your emotional eating and feel good in your own skin and begin that journey, pop down to the show notes below, click the link and breeze through three simple entry questions. Join today and let's embark on a journey of growth and empowerment. The link is in the show notes below. Oh, for sure. And I'm not even a parent. So really, what do I know? (laughs) I do work with parents all day, every day, but all I can do is make estimations based on how I was to my mum as a kid and I was basically a little terrorist (laughs) (laughs) so I spent a lot of time grounded and people often ask me these days you know are you into gaming and I can't believe how big gaming's gotten that Facebook now have a button and I'm like nope because when I was a kid I was so addicted and I was so obsessed with those long-term strategy games and so if I did that now as an adult oh I might as yeah. well kiss income goodbye. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Look,
1: you know, it's funny you should say that because there's actually an element of screen Coach and we'd probably be parents listening now, going, "Yeah, I need it, or my husband needs it, or my wife needs it, or you know, you're right." And, and, and so, um, and there is an element of where screen coach plans to go in terms of with adults as well. And gaming is is an interesting one. You know, the World Health Organization made um, gaming gaming an, an addiction um, about two years ago. Uh, South Korea, not North Korea, but South Korea has um, legislation for parents on how long they're allowed to they have their kids doing electronic gaming consoles. China right now is, has had these laws for a long time, but have now put the onus across onto the manufacturers and providers that kids can only have two hours on weekends and one hour a day, Monday to Friday. And if they, if they, don't, if they don't have solutions that, that protect them, their children from that, they get heavily fined. And even in Taiwan as well. And so there there's this understanding the technology and, and, and that addictive nature of these games. You know, those gee, with Fortnite, you know, some of these other those strategy games, you know, they just they just get you in and you're there for hours. And I know I know of one one lady, we are, we are actually trialing it with one family, with a couple who are, you know. Late twenties and into their thirties, and she struggles with a with a partner who comes home Friday night from a you know a, a, a corporate job and locks in till Sunday afternoon, just playing his games with his friends, headphones on, and away they go. So anyhow. That's
0: my rabbit hole. Yeah, well, I'm going to go keep going down that rabbit hole and ask another question because I primarily work with nutrition and that's another world of addiction, right, with sugar and Doritos and Skittles and Cadbury and all of those foods Mm. offering an opportunity for people to continue their addiction to their self-punishment or their self-loathing and... It's a deep rabbit hole. But that's why it's so hard to get people off those types of food because there's a physical, biological addiction and there's also an emotional, mental and attachment addiction. Um, And so we've got, parents in the world that are addicted to sugar Mm. and, well, basically most everyday people are as well. But Mm. in this context, we're talking about parents and mums and dads that are addicted to sugar, they're addicted to carbs, they're addicted to takeaway, they're addicted to ice cream, they're addicted to gaming, they're addicted to social media. And so do you feel that reducing the addiction in this area with uh, like social media or screens and whatever that pertains to for the individual that it means that this reduction in this area means that that becomes an unmet need and it might show up in another area like they'll compensate by consuming more sugar or overeating at dinner time, or do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, well, look, there's certainly evidence where excessive screen time has also led to poor di- dietary um, uh, considerations less movement and the impact on obesity in those those areas as well that's that's the side, that's that doesn't completely answer the question where you're going but but you're right as as, you, as we start to and this is the piece that we're really fascinated in with with screen coach and we're tying in with the um, Queensland University um, professor associate professor Assad and they're doing some research on on screen on with screen coaches we work with families to start to see what are the changes that happen in the family? But what are some of those other piece, pieces that play out because of that? Because here's the challenge for Screen Coach, and being honest, you know, okay, so you start to reduce screen time. What else am I going to do now? Okay, so I've got two more hours a day. What am I going to do? Is it reading? Is it, you know, well, that's not as exciting <laughs> as TikTok, you know. is it What else am I going to do? So there is a part of what we're yeah, doing with right. Screen Coach because we built Screen Coach to work with kids and coach coach kids. Um from our alpha trials and even the start of our beta trials, we're learning the screen coach coaches the parents a hell of a lot too. You know, so they have to start to figure out and learn about what, what those changes are gonna make and those, that dynamic that's gonna change as well. And you're right, it may it may play out in in hopefully in, 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 in other activities of, of enjoyment like playing board games and, you know, my girls were, were role-playing just this, this, this morning over there this um, themselves, you know, with some, some time off screens. And so, you know, there, there will be those elements but then you're also going to have to fill in those gaps as well and see what also comes out.
0: Yeah, this is a great idea. I'm excited to see where it goes and how it impacts the overall society. I think it's going to create... A heap of little um, entrepreneurs that are really good at cutting a good deal.
1: (laughs) Kids are good. You know, they're good at that. They're good at that anyhow. They know know the game.
0: And you were talking before about the stick side of things and the carrot and the stick. And so, what happens if you catch your kid lying on one of those instant ones? How does it work in the opposite direction to subtract or punish or however you might frame it?
1: Yeah, well, so obviously when, when, when times elapsed, the devices are restricted. So that's, that's one stick element. But kids are kids, right? They're going to try and figure their way, way around it. So if kids take devices and go offline and play with them, once they plug back in, you actually know what they've been doing and how much time they've been using offline. So, so that, that time can then be taken away from future time. Or extra penalties can be added as well. So you might get a, well, you, you, know, you took it offline, you, you, you broke the rules and now all your bonuses, your double bonuses and things like that. They've all disappeared now for the next two days. So they go, Oh, well, see, so, so it's no advance. So you've got a short term advantage, but your long term, you, you, you suffer. So there's ways to, to do that that kids go, Oh, I get penalized if I, if I actually try and go outside the bounds of the rules. Um, and that's, yeah. that's part of that stick method as well, because. Changing behaviour, and I'm, I feel like I'm talking to an expert there, Matty. But you know, changing behaviour is 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 not an instantaneous piece. You know, there's 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 sort of steps that you go through, and and it's it, you know, love love to say it's really you know, um,
0: we'd love it to be
1: seamless and linear, and you know, and all yeah, in one, go one, for one, it. one But it goes up and down, up and down. So there's going to be moments where people are going to, you know, when you start putting screen coaching, you know. Kids will will get a bit nut and bit crack, crack the shits. There you go. i was trying to be polite. <laughs> They're just gonna crack the shits, you know. They're gonna go. Oh, this isn't fair, rah, 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 it's not fair. As parents, we hear this. We just call out a day and that day ending and why. But you know, but you know, and then but you'll find we find about three or four days of of sort of upset and sulking and things like that. They start to go. Well, hang on. How does this? How can I make this work? We actually start to change the dialogue in the conversation with kids as they as they engage with screen coach. So that they start to go, Hey, kids, how do you want to cut some more money and, and time out from your parents? Oh yeah right okay what else can you do and and then they start they start retraining re, re their own brain around well maybe i can clean up the room maybe i can just put the um put the toys away maybe and then they start forwarding those onto the parents hey how about if i put the toys away yep done send it to me <laughs> um so there's a transition and 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 behavior change takes take, takes a little piece and you know that's maybe that whole uh what did you say before it takes a, a, a community or a tribe to to raise a child it's kind of like adding adding those tribe elements in um with screen yeah
0: absolutely because i work mainly with women and mothers and maybe you can relate to this yourself but there's mum guilt or even dad guilt and so you end up giving yourself away as a result of carrying this guilt because you want to shift the guilt and speaking to parents that don't look after themselves you know with their health and their food and their stress and not ever prioritizing downtime or self-care or stress management for themselves but what They're inadvertently doing by doing that is teaching their children how they should treat themselves. And when they're finally the boss of themselves, these kids, the second they're out of home on their own, they're going to unconsciously ask themselves, How do I look after myself as an adult? And the answer is the way that my mum or my primary carer looked after themselves. And they gave themselves away all the time. And so, and they gave themselves away all the time. And so, I guess that's my question answered. Right, and so my question to you is: Is this effective in the home? And I guess maybe you don't have enough data yet to answer this. But is this effective until they go out into the world on their own? But once they're out, it kind of all flips back because they're you know unlimited in whatever they're able to do. Because what I'm thinking is that whilst they're being limited mm. or controlled at home as kids or teenagers by mum and dad. Mum and dad themselves are in fact sat in front of the TV whilst they're doing it. They're flicking through their phones whilst they're enforcing this and the whole time the parents are not embodying the same behaviour that yeah. they're actually enforcing on their children, mm, right? Mm.
1: Well, certainly there's, you know, there's a lot of evidence about monkey see, monkey do in, in raising kids. You know, they, they, they emulate what uh, what they see. Um, we find, you know, we find that actually giving that permission to children actually has them start to look and find and grow themselves a little bit better, a bit more. Because sometimes parents and I'm guilty as charged. We we sort of go, oh, look, I'll do it myself. Because and, and you guys just watch watch the end of that Disney movie while I do it. Um, and and we just, you know, it's shifting that behavior into look, guys, get involved now. let's be honest when you first get your kids to empty the dishwasher it's a terrible job right knives and forks (laughs) and spoons go in the wrong drawer you're like i'll just do it myself it's going to save but you know then then you say listen this is this is the knife column this is the fork column this is the spoon and then the next time they they sort of get it a little bit better and and then bit by bit you have to do that and so yes that's where screen coaching is coaching parents because we have to be willing to take some of those transitional changes, I'll call it, to, to get those changes. But kids and but slowly they get better. You know, I, I sit there and sell, you know, my daughter now empties the dishwasher. The first two, two or three times it was a nightmare. But I still can't <laughs> find certain cups. You know, like what the hell? Where have they put them? Um, but plastic straw, don't even ask. But, you know, uh, but now, um, but but she's got better and I've had to say, hey, listen, you know, <laughs> plastic, plastic, uh, ceramic, ceramic, anyhow. <laughs> Uh, did I answer a question there? I'm not sure. Oh, that doesn't matter. We're just having a conversation. It's all good.
0: Yeah, and that makes perfect sense. Like if you don't navigate and work through these challenges, then kids never learn, right?
1: But I'll come back to your point. But the, But the point is that when kids start to do those things earlier, they start to learn and they get that responsibility. You know, I now have a I now have a 12 soon to turn 13 year old who starts making her own breakfast and starts cooking some pasta and pesto which is a new favorite thing um, you know and, and so you know she's starting to fill it and doing that earlier and earlier and seeing them develop because yeah you said 21 years mate they're out at 18 in my house but
0: I, <laughs> <laughs> I was too <laughs> is
1: that right no look I know I when I come to that day I'll be I'll be a, a, a weeping mess but you know I want them to be, I want them to be independent right because they have to they have to eventually have to you have to leave the nest and you know i'm a i've had i have had moments we've had moments my wife and i have been helicopter parents and doing everything for them and we're slowly trying to extract ourselves from that it's it's it's, a, it's an interesting journey
0: oh yeah like i said before i'm not a parent but i can imagine how it must feel to step back knowing that there is going to be failure and going to be pain but knowing you have to let them do it and feel the hurt.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah that's right. And, and 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 you have to endure some of the 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 pain, but also the complaints as I go through it. Uh, it's not fair. Uh.
0: Yeah, well, that's the same as, and I should connect you with these two women, the Additive-Free Lifestyle Sisters in Tasmania, and I'm not sure if you know them or not, but no. they talk a lot about sugar and additives in children's food, which doctors often blame on genetics or bad luck or whatever else, and then yeah. they might end up taking out uh, every food that might have the yellow food colouring and their behaviour returns to basically normal after being diagnosed with some type of mental health disorder, right? Right? Or defect or genetic mm. defect. And we were having a discussion with them on a recent podcast episode, um, oh, number, number 155, I think, off the top of my head. But we we're talking just about how this kind of thing with kids. This arrangement, the transition period of taking the sugar out or taking the screens away, it yeah, it's going to be painful, and you know, it's going to be a bit more painful than usual for a couple of weeks. But humans, we're amazing creatures of adaptation, and once that happens, a new normal will settle in, and it will be great.
1: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's a really great point, and that's what we find. There is about a week or so of of, of transition. Um, but once you're through that, kids start. You said they start to take control. This is, this, that's the joy. You know, the, it's the end of the trials that I love the most because the middle focus. We do it trials over you know a three week period, and the middle one's like, oh, this is all a bit hectic. Um, and then towards the end, they're like, this is great. Look at this. They're running the whole thing. I don't know. I'm hands off. What this is, you know. I just now I have to say there are things you have you do have to monitor. Like it, it's not just all free credit. I have to check my, my daughter's homework before, before it's approved that she's actually finished her homework. So there are some things I need to <laughs> manually check because four scribbles on a page doesn't constitute an essay.
0: <laughs> oh, I wish it did. I'm doing an assignment at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so where are you at with Screen Coach? How can people get involved and be a part of what you're doing? Because I'm certain the parents listening right now yep. are like, sign me up like yesterday, take my money. Yep. <laughs> so where can they find you online? So we're, we
1: we go live in 2022, and I'm not sure when the podcast um, and comes out. Um, but I know we talked earlier, Maddie, about giving an opportunity and an offer for your for your for your um, podcastees. Is that what you call them? Anyhow, you're, you guys listening right now, we're giving you an opportunity to get involved with Screen Coach at a discount as we start to launch into the market. You know, and and so um, we'll be in the market in February in 2022. We're launching in January, leveraging that whole back to school narrative to start to build up our audience as we as we go live. You know, I, I mentioned last year we got three hundred thousand dollars from the government. This year they gave us seven hundred thousand dollars as well. They're really committed to seeing this behaviour change play out and the dynamic in families change, and um, and so that's been helping us to so really go live and 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 move to that to this moment. So I'm not sure how we're going to do it. Whether it be a, whether there's a line under here and you can click click subscribe, or there's some something in the comments column, and, and 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 there'll be links of it. There'll be a link there for you to to you know get involved with Screen Coach and uh, and get a get a discount and come on board the journey. You know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And as you said just now, there'll be a link down in the show notes for people to get their hands on. And the regular potty listeners know the deal. They know you just need to scroll down, click the link in the show notes, and put your details in. And so I'll definitely put that down below. Um, and, And I guess, what about for others that maybe aren't already, you know, aren't ready to sign up but want to follow the journey? Do you have any social media or a website or anything like that?
1: Yes, yes, yes. So we're, we're very active in, uh, with Facebook, Instagram, probably our two primary, um, vehicles these days. The website obviously gives lots of information and some great resources for parents as well. Uh, you know, and this is, we want to, we are building, we, we know that, you know, making screen, screen coach, itself as a product, success will also be being part of the movement that's happening out there right now. And we find ourselves very active in that conversation. We're part of a couple of alliance groups where we're starting to help inform government and starting to help inform schools and parents about what the challenges are out there and how to hopefully, you know, arrest some of those.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm super excited about this and I'm wrapped that Mr. Ryan Bowles, Ryan's had a few mentions on a couple of these episodes now, but I'm glad that he hooked us up. Um, but re- I also remember last time we caught up and chatted about this, you were saying that maybe some part of the future vision was to be able to incentivize healthy mm. food choices mm. and healthy relationships with food as well, which really excited me.
1: Well, yeah, just, just bringing that up, my, my business partner, Peter, yeah. and my CTO and, and co-founder, his child had some real challenges with food, you know, and yeah. uh, and, and eating it all. So he, he had some rules initially in Screen Coach where he had to eat some fruit by a certain time of day, like about 9, 10 o'clock in the morning, or all, all, all screens were restricted. And, and you know, that that was a year ago, and they were, they were at their wits' end around, around food. I mean, I know some parents out there, you know, they They, they battle the, the white food only, the disease and things like that. But, you know, you start putting, it's just funny, it's, it's that little transition It started with a piece, one piece of fruit before 10 o'clock and now a year later, you know, um, you know, uh, Anthony's just, you know, eating healthily and happily and, and a whole range of products. So they've they, they, they've loved the change that's happened in their own family.
0: Yeah, great. That's amazing. Well, mate, I've really enjoyed having you here on the show and I really love what you're doing and I'm glad I can be a part of getting it out to Australians and the rest of the world. We've got about 50% Aussie listeners, 50% the rest of the world, so it's definitely going out to a few people. But, um, but one more question before you go, please, fine, sir. What is one piece of health information that you wish more people knew about? Hmm. Wow, okay. <laughs> I know it's a big, broad question.
1: One piece of health information that people knew about. It only takes one step. Yeah, just take one step, you know, that's, and you, that's all you can do. Yep, done.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks, mate. I really appreciate you being on the show and I know parents are absolutely going to love this. I guarantee it. And if you listening have enjoyed this or you know a parent that will love this idea, please share it into your social media, share it with that friend, share it with all the mums in your friend network, all the dads, everyone's going to love this idea Uh, and let's get uh, Screen Coach out there and happening. And Gary, mate, I hope to have you back on the show really soon.
1: Oh, thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you, folks.